1: Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcast, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC P.O.D. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then. And shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend.
2: What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, going off topic with Kyle Fauchet, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic, and don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right, we're carrying over the going off topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic.
1: What's up, everybody? Are you a fan of 80s wrestling? Then 80s Wrestling Con is just for you. 80s Wrestling Con takes place on April 27th in Freehold, New Jersey at iPlay America. Over 20 80s wrestling superstars will be appearing, including Jake the Snake Roberts, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Brother Love, Wendy Richter, and more. Follow at '80s Wrestling Picks on Twitter for more information and visit 80sWrestlingCon.com. Welcome to a special edition of Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's your boys, Tricky, Stoutsy, and we got from PWP Nation, we got Tofen for the first time ever on Offended. We got the man himself, the owner, Jay Adeletto. How you boys doing?
2: I'm fantastic. Thanks so much. Finally, I'm honored, honored to be on an episode of Offended Podcast, man. You guys are great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Yeah, what Thank the you. what the fuck took so long for us to, to
2: do that? <laughs> I am, I am always available. I am always fucking available. So anytime you guys wanna bullshit about whatever, no matter what it is, you know, Todd knows to get into some weird shit, so whatever uh, you guys want to talk <laughs> about, I'm in.
0: I blame Todd. He's the one that runs the shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks guys. Thanks a lot. Well, welcome. It.
0: But
1: we're here we're here to talk about WrestleMania nineteen tonight and uh and how why like the buy rate was so low which honestly uh we'll get into it in a little bit it doesn't make sense but uh to kick off the show since this is the first time that we're having jay on the show and tof i told you that before that uh when we finally get jim and i together on the show we're gonna give you the anything but credible questions so we got three questions for you guys just to like uh kick off the show These are the Anything But Credible questions presented by the Anything But Credible podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So just three random questions to kick off the show. That's all we're going to do. And we're going to keep it, I guess, in the realm of wrestling since this is a wrestling episode. Uh, And First off, just Toph and Jay, uh, who is your all-time favorite wrestler?
2: Toph, you go first, bro.
3: I don't know. I have to put serious thought into that. Uh, when I was growing up as a kid, my favorite wrestler was Bucky of So, I don't know about my all-time favorite wrestler. I'd have to think about that. All
2: right, all right. Hmm. Well, my all-time favorite, it's easy. It's Hulk Hogan. And uh, look, man, he's controversial. It is what it is. But Hulk Hogan's the reason why I like pro wrestling. And he's evolved as a character over the years. The Hollywood Hogan thing. He, he was one of the rare guys. Who was able to be the top babyface and the top heel in the business at two different times? So, uh, Hulk Hogan, without a doubt,
1: for sure, for sure. Stoutsy, is yours? Yours is stone cold, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's you know seven years old, just watching a guy flip people off and chuck <laughs> beers. I was like, that's 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 what I want to aspire to be. So <laughs> that was mine easily. Easily, I like the Booker T. answer because I've never really heard anybody say that, and it's actually. A, a pretty good answer for a guy that I kind of was overlooked for a bit, and you know, obviously made it to the Hall of Fame. So I like I like that answer. That's a different one.
1: One of my uh, mom's friends, his or uh, her son, he's like eight years old. His favorite wrestler of all times, Booker T. It's awesome. Love it. Wow, oh, that's cool. Oh, I love it. Mine's Shawn Michaels. Always will be Shawn Michaels. If wasn't for that Iron Man match WrestleMania twelve, I would not be a wrestling fan that's mine all right Jim you want to hit him with that uh, next question
0: yeah so tough J question is what's your favorite Wrestlemania entrance
3: hmm my probably my favorite one is uh, Ray Ray Wrestlemania I think it was 22
1: For when he or, wrestled for the title
3: yeah, where uh, there was like a band performing on top of the stage, and he went up there, and he was wearing like the, uh, like the mask, you know, like the, it was like a tribe, tribal type of mask mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, cool. Um, I always like the live performances and stuff.
1: Yeah, what um, band that was one? that? I don't,
3: I don't know that one. And my second favorite entrance would be uh, a hilarious one: CM Punk. I uh, did WrestleMania 29 entrance and a Living Color, and what I liked about that entrance was it really showed you who were real fans, and who were bandwagoners, because when a Living Color came out, so many fans were surprised that the group was black. <laughs> 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 and I always knew that they were black, and a lot of fans were like, what? I'm like, okay, so yeah, fucked color, just pretend that you did, because you liked seeing Punk. So I just thought that was really so, right for instance, maybe 22 punks huh. for uh close second
1: at 29. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Jay, what about you?
2: All right, I have a ton of them. I was just kind of going through them all in my head. And uh, I really love the live performances, too. That's something that I, I gravitate towards. And the first one that really comes to mind is when Triple H entered to Motorhead, <laughs> bro, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania Seventeen, man. Yeah, like that's the first one that comes to mind. Like that was epic. I, I look back on that one fondly. I think that was fantastic. But I gotta, I gotta give another one too because uh, just because Toph did, I want to give a second one. And uh, the second one I'm gonna say is from the same show that Toph said, and that's WrestleMania 29. And I was there, and that's probably why I, I have a like I, I love this one so much. Was the Undertaker when the Undertaker like came up out of the ground like a zombie had all those zombie hands? Oh, it was, was just dope. such a dude. It was such a crazy environment in the stadium that night for that entrance. Like everybody was just on pins and needles, bro, waiting for Undertaker to come out. It was it was really cool. It was something that uh, hopefully I got to experience again this year. Yeah, you know,
3: that was, that was since, dope. Since, you know, since yeah. they brought that up, um, there's this. Uh, I think it's like a YouTube channel called. um let me see if I can um, find it here. Uh, I don't want to like. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like. You know, spend too much time on it. I'm just trying to remember the name of the YouTube. Something Chris Jericho did. Like a few conversations for. computers like loading. Some reason. Chris Jericho did a conversation. It was like five. It was like a five-minute YouTube video. I think I sent one of them to like the PWP type of chat where uh, Jericho was talking about um, how him and CM Punk had, like, a fallout over, like, a conversation about, like, you know, main events or lack like, thereof. And, uh, you know, Jericho mentioned that, um, you know, he may have been at WrestleMania 18, but he admitted that, like, it sucked, you know, because... Uh, and this is something like Jay might remember, because I don't really remember WrestleMania 18. oh uh, okay, the YouTube channel is called Inside the Ropes. Inside the Ropes. So there's an Inside the Ropes video where Jericho was talking about a match with Triple H, Right. And you know those little graphics they do, you know, like when they're going through the park and stuff. And the graphic it showed Triple H and Stephanie in the front, and like Jericho was in the background. And Jericho was like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> and, and Jericho says his original plan for 18 was he, like Triple H came back. Remember, like Taurus tourist water, right right? Came back. And Jericho said what he wanted was he wanted there to be a segment where like Stephanie was making out, the dude, for ponytail, and it would look like RP. But then. Like it would be revealed that it was actually Jericho, you know. So he wanted it to look like Stephanie was making out with RP only to reveal it's Jericho, and then they would have like a feud over that. Basically, like Stephanie was like, I, I guess like a romance with both of them, but then Triple H was like, no, he hated the idea because he felt like the game would never have it <laughs> on him or something. And so that-, that was the story they went with, and it's like Jericho didn't like, but he still main evented, right? But Jericho said that um, even though he main evented he didn't consider it the main event because the main event was rock Rochester's whole hope. So, so yeah. in Jericho's mind, he says the real main event of the show is the match that fans tune in to see. is the match that fans remember. is the match that fans talk about. So in Jericho's mind, that's what the real main event is. So according to Jericho, that was what his fallout with CM Punk was like. Because CM Punk was upset because he didn't get the main event. And so Jericho told him, like, what are you talking about? faced the undertaker that's the main event And he said your match at WrestleMania 29 was the best match of the show which it was but that was the main event and he said that lesnar triple h couldn't follow cena rock 2 couldn't follow and he said nobody goes back on the network to watch main 29 if anyone does they watch punk taker and so he was telling punk that even though you weren't the main event you were the main event and then punk was like fuck you and that was some of their <laughs> friendship. And I literally, that's how Jericho recorded. Like Punk was like, "Fuck you," and, and hung up on a, Like a conversation. And then, like, <laughs> hey, hey Todd.
2: Thing. Yeah, <laughs> Todd. Let's let's call let's call a fucking audible and talk about WrestleMania 29 instead, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually the only reason I bring this up is because I actually agree with um with, with Jericho because um. The main event, especially WrestleMania, because they they the the main the term is thrown loosely now. I do agree with Jericho that um, the main event is what fans tune in to watch. People remember when you hear Mania Eighteen, you think of Rock Hogan. That's just the reality, you know. You don't when think I, of Kane and Kurt Angle. <laughs> I, I, I think of I think of Hogan Rock, and I think. of... Booker Teen Edge feuding over shampoo, which was really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> which is really stupid. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up since when Jay mentioned, because I remember, Jay, you were at 29. So, anyway, I, I yeah, think I should have taken solace in the fact that that was the best match on the card. Even though it wasn't the main event, it was the main event. And when you really think about it, that match with Punk Taker was really. Was a tribute match to Paul Bear or Paul Moody. That's really, yeah, yep. You know, that that was really. I would have been content with, if, like, if you told me, like, you had a time machine and you went back, and if, like, if you made take Punk last match, you said that was take the last match, I would have been fine. I would have been a great way to go. You look good in that yep. match. Good, yep. yeah, yeah, that's, that's all, all I say. <laughs> um, Jim, what was your favorite WrestleMania
1: entrance? Well,
0: uh, Mine is, uh, same as Jay's, that Triple H entrance with fucking Motorhead. And I obviously had, like, no idea who Motorhead was outside of fucking Triple H's song, but Mm -hmm. I just know that song fucking amped me up, and Triple H is coming out, because that's when, like, he walks over to the stage, and he's like, he's like, like, fucking Christ, I wish I was there right now. Uh, so, there's that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a goofy one in here that was just, (laughs) just ridiculous, was, uh, the New Day, WrestleMania 32, just coming out of a ridiculously oversized cereal box oh, yeah. <laughs> was just so fucking, it was just so crazy. I was just like laughing. I was just like, that's so, so corny, but it's just It's hilarious. Entertaining. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, because well, I was like, wondering what their cool entrance would be. And it's just like, I'm expecting like coming down on unicorns or something crazy. And they just right. come out of a bootios box. <laughs> I was like, my, my God. Um, so, yeah. <laughs>
1: My favorite, I think, obviously, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twelve coming down from the rafters. Yeah. Nothing beats that for me. That's that whole WrestleMania. And I was trying to think of another one. I'm just on the – oh, the Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania fourteen. I don't know why this gets me fucking amped up every time I watch that. Like him thinking it's his last match and got that DX band playing him out. Love it. He's just so amped up. It gets me going. Let's go.
0: Yeah, f- f- uh, another good one. I was gonna say, just, uh, was a uh, Flair's entrance at uh, oh shit, what Mania was that? It was his last. It was his last match. It was twenty-four, 24 right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That entrance was just cool. Like the entrance was cool, and then just like kind of knowing that hey, it's probably gonna be Flair's last go around. It was just you know,
3: you cool see, the ovation
0: uh, he got and that's stuff. A pretty it was
3: just... uh, underrated Mania. People don't talk about that one that much. Yeah, Not anymore. No,
1: no. you got to see Charlotte do it basically redo the entrance at the, uh, was it, it was the same arena, wasn't it? Or same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So kind of, you know, see it come full circle too. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's another cool one. Yeah.
1: All right. Last question for you boys. If you had to have one dream
3: match, what would it be? Oh God. You mean that's viable or just in general?
1: Let's go, let's go in general, in general
3: of all time. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ever. Mm, well, yeah. I, I won't say stay, take your sting. That's too obvious. Then it'd be different. Um, probably if things are going a little differently, it could have happened. So it makes it painful. i will probably say Brett Angle. Oh. Damn.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one, man. And mine's mine actually has Kurt Angle, too. And I think we, we have one more opportunity to see this match. One more opportunity. But we're, it's probably not going to happen And that's Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah dude Like when they were both in their absolute prime And Bryan arguably is in his prime right now But he was amazing Back in like 2006, 2007 mm-hmm. Like that, that Daniel Bryan Was unfucking believable I could just only imagine what 2007 Kurt Angle versus 2007 Daniel Bryan would have looked like
1: That would have been amazing It would have been absolutely It would have been incredible Yeah uh, Stoutsy.
0: Good one. Oh, man. It's tough. Uh, I feel like I might end up stealing this one from you, Trick. Uh, but I would have loved to see Michael's Brian at Mania. But now, like, I think deeper in it, who I'd want to be heel or face, like, because I hate Daniel Bryan so much right now because of how heel he is. <laughs> And I just want to fucking shove celery down his throat. Uh, <laughs> I that's where I'd like be so confused on like who I'd want to see. Like would I want like, you know, the bad like you know when Shawn Michaels was real fucking heel or not, nah, but either way, I think it would just be a they'd be able to tell a cool story and it'd just be a hell of a mess to see those two just go at it at Mania.
3: For sure. Uh at um, one last one. I think uh a good dream match. Best viable now that fans don't really think about, but if this guy ever came back to wrestling, it would probably be one of the first matches where you'd be like, Oh, yeah, that would be a cool dream match. It will probably never happen. I would say Kevin Owens versus CM Punk. That'd be dope. That no, I like awesome. it. I like it. Yeah, if Punk I like ever came one. back, that would be like the first match where you would kind of realize and be like, Oh, yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: don't don't uh don't sleep on Punk not coming back. I think Punk will be back in all the wrestling. Uh, uh, like I I have nothing to back this up at all, but I have a feeling that he's gonna ha- come back, have a match with Kenny Omega.
3: I have the same feeling. I have the same yeah, feeling. Yeah. There's there's definitely something going on there. Uh, because like when he when he first I mean, what you want to call it? Quit, retired, got fired, whatever. <laughs> like during those <coughs> initial years, like when he first left, it got to the point like where if you mentioned wrestling. If you tagged him in anything wrestling, he would just block you yeah. or meet you. And he wouldn't yeah. talk about it. All he wanted to talk about was like UFC. I know he's a hockey fan. He, he, he loves hockey. Um, he loves baseball. He doesn't really follow basketball, football that much. But he loves hockey. He loves baseball. And, of course, he loves comic books and UFC. I'd say like 2014, 2015, most of 2016, if you talked wrestling with him, he would just be like, fuck you. And he yep. blocked you. <laughs> then towards 2017, he opened up a little bit. That was when he started going to like some conventions, like once a year. Mm-hmm. Then 2018 was when he actually, like, uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of people in the wrestling business passed away in 2018. And, you know, every time someone passed away, he would like to do like some type of tweet and warrior to that person. I remember like when he uh, did this one tweet about Bobby Heenan bobby heenan passed away he said that bobby heenan was his favorite commentator and now this year in 2019 not only is he attending wrestling events but he's actually responding to other wrestlers that tweet him which yeah. is a really big deal like what really got me was uh the the event with the elite guys where uh, uh matt jackson tweeted that punk and said i'll bring a diet soda for you i lost that. <laughs> like a reference to a guy soda, and then like punk actually like tweeted back to Matt Jackson and said, "You're paying, dude, I was like, wow like, he's actually responding back to wrestlers now, so you can see like he's getting the grumpy old man punk is going away he's yeah you know, he's just becoming more friendly, so. yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, definitely, um let's see, oh yeah, oh uh, wait, my uh dream match, by the way. Jim, you didn't steal it from me. Mine was nope. always uh, Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero was I've Oh, yeah. oh,
3: wow! Who would be the yeah. face for heel though. Does not matter?
1: I think in that case, it honestly like I think it, you can build it like on like a respect angle with between two faces, and then just have them both just get angry with each other like towards like the match basically in the like later weeks. I always wanted to see that, and I always wanted to see Michaels versus Rock. That was always the one I wanted to see, but. I was wanting to throw that in JCD's face, but he's not on here, so. Uh,
2: <laughs> dude, that, that the, the Shawn Michaels-Eddie Guerrero match, I love that one, too. I would have Eddie be the heel, though, 100%. Like, I think that would oh, yeah. be fucking awesome, awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 dude. Which, I'm assuming Eddie, so the rumor for WrestleMania 22 was Michaels-Guerrero that year. and Yeah. Uh, Eddie passed away, and that's when Vince stepped in to take his spot, which. Which is still a good
3: match. Yeah. Yeah, it still really is. was. <laughs>
1: Just I never would expect like Vince to be like, I'll step in. It's like
2: all right. <laughs> you know where you're Eddie, but alright. <laughs> right,
1: I'll do it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Vince got the shit kicked out of him in that match. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes he did. God, no doubt.
1: how long he was waiting in that trash can for Michaels to jump off the ladder. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right, Wrestlemania
2: nineteen. WrestleMania nineteen. Let's go, guys. Come on. WrestleMania nineteen. <laughs> all
1: right. You're the boss, that's fine. But uh uh WrestleMania 19, 2003. Uh honestly, one of my all-time favorite Wrestlemanias. It's a lot of people's f- it's up there as like one of their favorite Wrestlemanias. And the buy rate for some reason is like nowhere near as good as previous Wrestlemanias and the following Wrestlemanias, which doesn't make sense. So at the time, they were averaging out about 800,000-plus pay-per-view buys from the last, like, from 99 to, like, 2006, it seems like. And for some reason, they only had 560,000 pay-per-view buys.
0: <laughs> which, yeah. <clears throat> which decreased. I, I have the number. I think it's 880,000 the year before, uh, a little over a million at 17 Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was all like 800,000 and then it dropped, you know, fucking 320,000. I never really knew this fact, so I'm kind of intrigued it, to hear it's,
3: it's one of the biggest mysteries in the wrestling business. Uh, every year at the Wrestling Observer with Dave Meltzer, you know, Uncle Dave, whatever you want to call him, you know, when the year's over, <sighs> you know, like in November, December, you know, when they do those uh, year reviews, you know, where they like best wrestler of the year, best yeah. promotion of the year, stuff like that. At the end of that, he has this big Q&A where fans, you know, email him questions. And every year, there's always a fan question about what the hell happened at WrestleMania 19. What's up with that buy rate? And Dave just always brushes it off. He doesn't have an answer. It's, It's a really strange mystery. That's why I'm happy that Jay's here because I know Jay's really into conspiracies. A lot of people in the business to this day outright avoid the question. Steve Austin's been asked the question on the podcast. Obviously, because that was his last, his last match was at the show. Like, how do you feel, like, your last match ever, a match where so and to Boston retired at this low high rate, he just brushes it off, they've asked Fish off, he brushes it off, they've asked Mick Foley, he brushes it off, no one talks about it, and now that we're in WrestleMania season, you know, uh, each year, during the commercials, you know, they do those countdowns, like, X amount of days to WrestleMania, 20 days to WrestleMania, 12 days Wrestlemania. They always show highlight clips of Mania's over the years. They never show 19. You notice that? They'll show like 12, 14, 17. They'll show like Wrestlemania 20, 29, 30. Never seen 19. It's like they ignore it. It's weird. Really weird.
1: It is weird. It's weird <laughs> because like, if you think about it, I think if the only match that they show a highlight of it has to be Michaels and Jericho. I think that's the only one that like you see like, yeah, a highlight of that excuse me that gets like thrown back in there. Like you and hardly, to, it's weird. You right. hardly ever see any highlights from WrestleMania 19.
3: And just to give fans some context here, so the number here, so I'll go ahead and read the number because um, I think Jim mentioned early. So the buy rate for let's let's start. I'm going to start with the Attitude Era and officially and work my way down. So the buy rate for WrestleMania 14, that's the one where Austin fought Michaels, Mike Tyson, $730,000. Um, the buy rate for WrestleMania 15 was 800000 That was Austin brought. The buy rate for WrestleMania 2000 was 824000 The buy rate for WrestleMania 17, which is basically the Holy Grail of WrestleMania, as everyone says is the best mania of all time, $1,040,000. Uh, 1,000, I think. And then the buy rate for WrestleMania X2, 840,000. And of course, the buy rate for WrestleMania 19, 560,000, which is way lower. And then it's weird because the buy rate for WrestleMania 20 with uh, Guerrero and Benoit is 885,000. Way higher. And then the one for WrestleMania 21 with Batista and Triple H main eventing nine hundred and eight thousand. So you can clearly see there's a boom like in two thousand four and two thousand five it went up. And to even show you the buy rate for War Rumble in two thousand three was actually better than the buy rate itself for WrestleMania. The buy rate for the War Rumble in two thousand three was five hundred eighty five thousand. So more people bought the World Rumble in two thousand three than they bought WrestleMania. And I remember War Rumble two two thousand three was it was all right. I mean it had so angle it had it's not triple H Steiner, which sucked. And the world rumble that year was forget Lesnar won it. So there wasn't wasn't anything that special that happened at the Rumble this year. So a huge, huge mystery. Weird. Yeah, yeah
2: no. let me try chi- let me chime in. Let me chime in for a second get here, yeah. guys. I, I hope I think I'm probably the only one that just googled the date of this event. So I Googled March thirtieth, two thousand three. And I'm like just reading through these news stories here and nothing was really even happening. Like I thought maybe no. there was this big event. Like it, all I see is like 9-11 panel may I criminal charges. Maybe about everybody was like scared to death or something. I don't know. It, this is just odd. It says Kobe Bryant had a big night. Like nothing happened. So, I mean, it, it's strange to me. Do I smell conspiracy here? I don't, I don't see why. Unless it was some kind of money laundering scheme. Uh, that's where my brain goes when I think, conspiracy like maybe it really did 800,000 buys or 900,000 buys but somewhere along the line these cable companies in WWE decided to fucking hide some of these buys you know and that I can't tell you that that is impossible either all it takes is a push of a button to change a buy rate number and money disappears but that money doesn't really disappear that money gets allocated into different places within the organization and can be shared through a variety of ways including stock options so look, if there's any conspiracy here whatsoever, and this is the only place my brain is going because it all comes back to money, it would be hiding buy rates. But that just doesn't really, unless they're, they're really fucking stealing just millions of dollars or whatever from the government and taxes, whatever it might be, then it just seems odd to me why this would get, this was such a stacked show, such a stacked show. I don't get why it would be, have such a bad buy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Todd.
2: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, I kind of, I did the same thing too a little bit ago. Me and uh, Todd even talked about it. Uh, I think we were off air just about, we, talking, we knew this was coming up and I was like, what did any, like, was there any big sports going on? Like anything important with like March Madness or like political, I like, kind of like you said, Jay, and it was like, nothing's going on. And then another thought I had was like, was there some weird thing going on with like pay-per-view at that time where it was it somehow was harder to buy through different cable companies or something weird. And I didn't really look too deep into that. Cause I, I don't even know where to start with that. But then I was like, that doesn't really make any fucking sense either. Like, why would there be any difficulty? And then I was just like, I have no fucking idea why.
1: Well, I'm wondering, the, I'm wondering if like a cable provider had like a blackout, <laughs> like, was there an area yeah. that just dropped? Like, and yeah, just... but,
2: but, but that's God, a Dave lot. Melcher, Dave Meltzer would have been all over that shit. If that, if True. that happened, if that happened, that would have been reported. True. For sure. And,
1: I mean, you have, guys, you have Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, Vince, The Return of Roddy Piper, fucking Jericho Michaels, uh, Lesnar Angle, like, The Undertaker. Like, you, this card is legit stacked from top to bottom. And the build to this show was like really good it was very well done It had your interest in a lot of stories then especially uh hogan vince was even like built very well like it just does not make any sense to me and the angle lesnar story that was built for like months
2: before that that's like going back to november almost
0: yeah, well, yeah I, I think you, go, go
2: ahead well i was gonna say yeah dude and you gotta remember too dude this is a culmination. Of all these big names, big stars. It's a true WrestleMania feel. Like mm-hmm. just the six the final, like from six to ten, these matches are absolutely stacked. And uh yeah. I, I can't I can't make any sense of it. Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't either. I don't I don't understand it at all. Like Well yeah, and I, I was just going through some wrestling forums just seeing if people had opinions on it. And some people were even asking like, was the build for Vincent Hogan too much? Like were people like was it was it built too big and people kind of got off put I guess by that but I don't I don't see that happening so what was it wasn't like a 20 year in the making wasn't that kind of what they were saying for the yeah. match or something mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know why people would be off put by that it doesn't really make sense and there's a few people saying that, like oh the build was too big for me it's like I, that doesn't I mean I' a personal opinion maybe it did, but I, I don't see that affecting it that much to where people didn't want to watch the rest of the show you know
1: yeah, I have a list so somebody made a list of, like, reasons why the buy rate may have been so bad. And there's 11 reasons. There's one, number one, the troops were deployed. Bigger fish to fry than watching WWE. Two, horrible Raw SmackDown buildup for it, which I completely disagree with. Uh, Number three, Seattle was a terrible pick for the promotion. I don't think that has anything to do with the buy rate. Uh, Should have capitalized on Goldberg coming earlier. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Hogan had already worn out his nostalgia act. Uh, Rock versus Austin was played out at that moment. Uh, pay-per-view outage in some areas was one of the reasons. Uh, a lot of fans were gone post-Backlash 2002. Uh, Lesnar was not a draw yet. And this one makes no sense because if... It's just Triple H being a racist to Booker T with no ending, but that's like, but that's during the show. Obviously, the pay per view would have been bought already by that time, so that one just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, hmm.
2: yeah. None, none of those, none of those really hold any credibility whatsoever in my mind.
3: Yeah. So, like, here are the reasons that um, I have. I remember I actually like did an article about this. Well, not a real article. I was writing one, and but I never posted it. It was like. My original, you know, I don't know if anybody ever just does anyone ever just like write an article just for themselves just to look back on for future reference, you know? I have sure, kind of yeah, like absolutely.
0: like jotting down notes or something like that, yeah. Notes. Yeah, so like yeah. these
3: are the these are like the main three things that I think may have played a part. Um, oh. WWE was was kind of figuring it out during that period. Uh, 2003 was just a figure it out year for them, mm-hmm. um, and obviously. Rufus, really, what the Rufus Aggression era was, was they were trying to find their next stars. Mm -hmm. And they really hadn't found them yet. And clearly, as I mentioned earlier, the buy rate for WrestleMania 21, 2005 was very good, $980,000. That was the beginning for Batista. That was the beginning for Cena. That was the beginning for Randy Orton. uh, Edge, his first Money in the Bank. So, a lot of guys that have been built up. Was aggression era were finally kind of you know reaping the fruits of their labor. If that makes sense. Yep. And 2003, they were still figuring it out, and I guess a lot of fans just weren't feeling the product at the time. I remember the product being very good back then. um Another reason, to me, this is debatable. One reason I think the rate was low. There was not a particular draw of the show. Like, every Mania has, like, okay, what's the main event? What's the big match of of Mania that year? Mania 19 was not drawing to one match in particular. Probably because the card was so stacked. You know, you got Hulk and Rock, you got (laughs) Angle Lesnar, you got Hulk and McMahon. What was the particular draw? Like, if you go on your Google right now, right, if you type in a picture of WrestleMania 28, you're going to get a picture of Rock versus Cena. If you go type in mm-hmm. WrestleMania 3, you're going to get a picture of Hogan versus Andre. If you type in WrestleMania 12, you're going to get a picture of Shawn Michaels and Bret. But if you go on Google and if you type in WrestleMania 19, you're not really going to get a picture of anything in particular. You're going to get a poster of, like, just different stuff. Yeah. No match really was the draw. To so, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Wasn't this the WrestleMania that was built as, like, four main events?
3: Yeah, sort of. Because you had, you had Angle... because Lesnar won the Rumble, and they they wanted to follow tradition. And so Angle... Lesnar was being built as the main event. But then they were also building Hulk and McMahon. Hulk and McMahon had more screen time to SmackDown more than any other match that yeah. year. So that yeah. was being built as the main event. Then you had Austin Rock being built as the main event, because Rock had pretty much done everything except the austin so that was being built as a main event and then also had triple h t and triple h regardless of how you feel about them was still being promoted as a a big deal you know so you know so this was the first mania i think this yeah this was the first mania that lost two world titles which may have been a turn off a lot of fans at the time um i mean it's commonplace now at the time it you know, that was something that, like, saw on ECW or WCW, but never WWE. Well, that's not true, because during the invasion, they had the WCW title, so they called it at the time. But this was the first WrestleMania two world titles, I guess, because when Triple H and Jericho fought 18, wasn't it already the undisputed title at that point? It just carried both belts around. I think that's what they called it, right? Yeah, the undisputed title. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I think the Third reason, and this is probably the one that maybe WWE fans may not agree with, is I think the third reason why the body was not good, I just think there was a big jump off after the invasion. Um, the invasion was the biggest drop in wrestling history. It pissed off a lot of WWE fans. It pissed off a lot of WWE fans. It pissed off a lot of fans. A lot of dream matches. Long-term. And then after it flopped, the WWE team and then that and I just think that pissed off a lot of fans and a lot of fans just stopped like they, they, they just stopped and, and unfortunately because if you remember the NWL came back and then Rock beat Hogan and they turned Hogan's face the next night because they didn't realize how much of a big deal Hogan would still be and then they tried to beat the conversion of the NWL so join, which was good and they ended that and it just it didn't go so the first mania that happened after the that was 19, and I just think a lot of fans were just, they were just mad. I, I turned them off, left, and they never came back. Because when I remember, I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, when WWE started getting, like, what's the word here? Because I don't want to sound disrespectful. When WWE started getting, like, cool again, trendy again, hip. When I put it this way, when I started seeing WWE talked about outside of circles, it was around, like, 2000, like, Cena, Batista. Like, that was when it was cool again. Like, when you had the Doc Fugnama Cena as world champion and Animal Batista as world heavyweight champion and, like, Legend Killer Randy. and, like, that was when I started seeing wrestling again. You had, like, Toma San, you were with uh, Tyson Tomko. that was, like, the beginning of the Captain Charisma Christian phase. So, to me, that was when I started seeing, like, wrestling getting cool again, hip again. Two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Then, you know, but before that, though, so like three, it was just kind of, eh.
1: yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a. I just looked up another reason that could be uh, why fans may have tuned out of this mania. Uh, it's because they didn't go with uh, Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. Do you think that could have anything to do with it?
3: Some people are saying um one report I heard is that some fans believe that Mania 19 should have been Lesnar Triple H. Some people say that. Um for Austin, what I think would have helped, obviously we know that was his last match, but it was not promoted as his last match. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, which right which is in retrospect a bad business decision. So if Rock Austin had been advertised as, like, the loser must retire, then I think that would have sparked interest, because it would have been, like, Rock's been beating Austin before, which would have made it believable for, like, Rock to lose and then retire. But then, yet, at the same time, it would be like, well, Rock can finally get his win, and then Austin retire. I think I, the match could have been built as a double-retired match, or, like, loser leaves... Loser must retire. If... If that had been been advertised as Austin's last match, then maybe that could have helped. But some fans believe that Lesnar, and I I disagree with this. I mean, I think Jay might feel more passionately about this because this is more necessary. Some people are saying that in 2003, Angle and and Lesnar were not draws. I can't fully agree with that. They're draws now, today, in present-day wrestling. But many fans believe that Angle and Lesnar were not, huge money draws in, in 2009 oh, i'm sorry in 2003 i i can't agree with that completely and so some people think that if you if you switch the match order around like how you just mentioned todd some think that would drop fans in so some fans are saying it should have been austin lesnar or lesnar triple h or you know some type of flip-flopping of the titles and then some fans feel like how is Shawn michaels because you got to forget because you mentioned um you mentioned Jericho, and Shawn Michaels had a match. Um, this card is tacky because you have Shawn Michaels and The Rock performing at the same show, but not wrestling each other. Yeah. So that's another dream match right there that fans wanted to see and it never happened. So some fans feel like if you flip some of these matches, by you now, like instead of doing Jericho Shawn, which was great, you do Shawn Rock, and maybe you do Angle Jericho, or you know what I mean? Like yeah. a few flipping matches may have brought in viewers or something. This is a very strange card. I don't I don't really know what the issue is. But I mean I still enjoy this game. It's my favorite game I watched. It still holds up. I love the venue of the baseball arena and I loved it when WWE went back uh, to a baseball field for the rumble earlier this year. I, I'm never going to shit on a show. If it visually looks different. Those were always cool to look at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The WrestleMania nineteen I think is my second favorite WrestleMania of all time behind closely behind seventeen. But it's interesting to think about, like, flipping the wrestlers around in the matches for 19, what you could really do with it. Say you have Michaels Rock, and then you could go Hogan-Austin, uh, Jericho-Angle, Lesnar-Taker. Like, there's so many different, like, options that you could have for this WrestleMania. And as good as this WrestleMania was, like, it could it have been that much better? That's- I
2: think so. I, I think I think that's that's definitely uh fair to say. You mentioned Austin Hogan is the one match that, you know, you put it up there with Taker and, and Sting mm-hmm. as maybe even bigger than that, you know, two of the two bigger draws in Taker and Sting. If you put that on top and you kinda have it in a bubble as that being the main event, even have the title involved. Who cares? Like you know, if you did something like that and they could have gone that direction. There was I know Austin was holding out and all that good stuff, but he came back and he attacked Eric Bischoff. That's reason enough for Hogan to go after him. So mm-hmm. I think that would have been an amazing way to do it. You know, I'm watching the show right now. I'm just towards the end of Jericho and Shawn Michaels. And this, this match actually got more time than any other match in the entire show. And it was stuck right in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't. It, it's funny to speculate and look back in time and how you could fantasy book this thing. So I really like that the way you just looked at that, Todd. But I, I don't know if that would have helped. There's something going on here, bro. Something, something is going on. The fact that this dropped by, what, 300,000 buys, we're saying? Like, that's no joke. Yeah. And uh, I, I wonder I wonder what the buy rates were for everything else at the time, like boxing and UFC. I wonder if, like, the right. economy was in some kind of recession. You know what I, I don't. Well, I can't it was,
3: remember. It was only, a, like, a year removed from 9-11, so that may have played yeah. a part as well. So, you know,
1: let's see if I can uh, see if I can pull up some numbers real quick.
3: You mentioned Austin, though, you know, it's weird because, you know, Austin, he's pretty open in his podcast. He talks about a lot of stuff, but it's just one of the things he doesn't talk about. What confused me as a teenager back then, I was really confused at Austin's status as a performer because I remember a lot, like even after that match with Brock. He was heavily involved in WWE and I remember like there was two three segments in particular where I was like what's this guy doing like even when I was like I think I was 15 back then and I was really confused I remember uh, Jay or Todd you all might remember maybe Jim you might remember this too I like have this segment burned in my head I don't know what Raw this was I think it was a Raw like where Batista was this is back when he was still with Evolution and he called Austin like a yellow coward or something like that it was like a backstage vignette or something where he called Austin a coward. And, yeah, yeah, and it looked like they were a little building. Bit. To, yeah, they were like building the Austin Batista, and then another one that I really remember that really confused me was in 2004 when they were building to Goldberg Lesnar. I specifically remember a SmackDown where Austin and Lesnar had like a 10 minute segment where they were brawling outside, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, this is kind of, awesome. a special guest referee, and I and I guess since Goldberg was on his way out, they had to build the match somehow. But there were just a lot of times where it was like, is awesome I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe they were trying to convince him to come back for one more match. I mean, I think mean, that always happens to a legend in the business, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know.
1: So I'm looking at UFC pay per view buys from like 2001 to like 2008, and from 2001, the 2002, the pay-per-view buys—they only broke a hundred thousand pay-per-view buys once, and they're steadily in like the forty-five thousand, forty-five thousand reign of like pay-per-view buys. On in April, 2003, it's down to thirty-five thousand pay-per-view buys, and it goes right back up to like fifty thousand, ninety thousand hundred thousand in two thousand three so maybe there was something going on in March and April that we don't know about because that's a even for UFC that's a considerably large like drop of like they're missing out on twenty thousand pay-per-view buys for them I think that's a decent drop anyway.
2: yeah I have to agree I have to agree with you there bro because even UFC this is before um you know for Griffin and the ultimate fighter and all that stuff so yeah. The UFC hadn't even like blown up yet at all, and mm-hmm. and those are still pretty good numbers. Like a hundred thousand buys is pretty it's pretty strong
1: yeah, that was, for the UFC
2: in two thousand in the early two thousands for sure.
1: Yeah, that was a Shamrock Ortiz. That was the first time they broke over a hundred thousand pay per view buys.
2: Yeah, bro, I watched that shit live, man. I remember that like it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> but what was I uh, looking at? So what's weird to me is that now. I'm back on, like, the WWE looking at their pay-per-view buys for 2003. And if you go and look at the Royal Rumble, like, pay-per-view buys and, like, SummerSlam and Survivor Series pay-per-view buys, they're pretty even. And actually, like, there's a drop in 2003 from 2002 for the Royal Rumble, but not large enough. Like, 2002 had 670000 2003's Royal Rumble had 585000 and it's kind of in the same ballpark for, like, their pay-per-view buys, if you ask me. And the Survivor Series pay-per-view buys that year were actually up than previous years. Over over 100,000, actually. This does not make any fucking sense, like, looking at these numbers right now. Everything is consistent, but the 2003 WrestleMania. Yep. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm huh. so fucking lost right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my opinion on it is, I, which uh, I think Tove touched on a little bit, is that I really think if they would have built like a career versus career match with Austin, I think you would have seen numbers go up a lot. I mean, if you're talking about putting a career on the line of a guy who was the most popular guy, you know, a couple years before and all that stuff, I think you would have people tuning in just for that, just to, you know, it's you know that austin's career could be his last match and he's how many people's favorite wrestler they'd buy just to watch that and yep. my other idea is maybe it, unless people were just like since the attitude were pretty much dwindled down if they were just like worn out yeah. from wrestling for a bit that's, to where you know yeah. they were they were just like uh so you so then they had like the invasion it was like things just didn't seem the same to people and they probably maybe were like it ran their course for him, and they were just that's, like, yeah,
3: "Yeah, you know, I don't that's really." That's the thing, right there. That I thought about as well. A lot of a lot of fans don't want to entertain that scenario, but it's one of the few plausible explanations. Is um, like because you know everybody's everybody lives in different areas, but like I'm I'm from the south, you know. So down here, you know, after WCW died, um, there was a huge drop off of wrestling interest in my area, and. I remember when I was a kid, my mom would order pay per views. Um, my friends would come over all the time and watch it with me. I have great, great memories of just us ordering pizza, watching pay per views. Nice. I remember there was this drop off period, in like 2003, 2004, where just for whatever reason, just a lot of my friends were just they were just over it. They were just were, they just didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. They just moved on to other stuff like basketball, football and I remember <coughs> at the time like it was it was kind of lonely cuz I'd still watch wrestling but I'd never watched it with anybody and it really wasn't until I got to college like when guys Cena and Orton when they kind of became top guys that was when I started to see like renewed interest in wrestling again like some of my friends that stopped suddenly were like really into it. the stuff that doing. Guys, I
2: I just figured it out. I just figured it out. I'm sorry to cut you off, Phil. I just figured out why the Spy Rate sucked. I just figured this shit out. Limp Biscuit. How are we not bringing up Limp Biscuit? (laughs) Okay, we have to put some blame on Fred Durst here. This fucking Crack Addict song. Yo, you can't find this song anymore. Like, Google this song. You can't find the fucking song. It's called Crack Addict. Like, what were they fucking thinking, bro? Like, that's why the Spy Rate sucked.
1: That was uh, that's the song I played as Sin too actually on this show was Crack Act. <laughs>
3: well,
0: because well, what he he had the entry, he had the uh, theme song for that Mania right, and then he also yep. I think performed.
3: He performed mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, dude. He, he performed yeah, he performed
0: take. Yeah, performed twice. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people were just. <laughs> I kind of agree just, with this take. Like Fred Durst, get the fuck off my TV, man. We don't. You know, you should have just edited it with the My Way package and never came to WWE again. <laughs>
3: I think yeah. the most upsetting to me is that, like, this card actually had everything. Like, there was a Cruiserweight match on here. It had Ray Ray and Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt Hardy version 1. <laughs> Love version 1. Uh, there's a, I think there was a women's title match, too. I think, yeah, Triple Threaters, match? Yep. I
2: Trish just fucking watched it.
3: I yeah, just watched
2: yeah. it. It was tr- Yeah, Trish won. It was uh, Victoria and Jazz. And Victoria had Stevie Richards, which I oh, thought was yeah. fantastic. That I was know. great, having Stevie Richards, man. It was awesome
3: it's really upsetting because there's a lot of manias that were nowhere near as good as this and unfortunately their buy rate just blew it away, you know so that's...
2: why did royal why did Royal Rumble outdraw this Royal Rumble outdrew it by twenty five thousand
0: buys I'm looking at like that's crazy that's, what the, that's I, very strange.
2: yeah
1: doesn't make sense to me
0: I mean unless unless at that time, because I can't remember if, if going into that Rumble, there was maybe somebody else other than Lesnar that people were hoping to win to go to Mania to be a big story or something. Yeah. I, um, yeah.
3: What would be the most interesting would be, and because I know sometimes WWE, they do have moles that do listen to uh, podcasts. What would be cool is that the WWE Network had people involved with Mania 19. I have a roundtable discussion figuring it out like how we are right now. <laughs> I'd be really curious to see, like, uh, yeah. John Michaels, Steve Austin, The Rocks, other people part of 19 just sitting in a round table just trying to figure out what the hell happened to the show. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, listen, man, I'm
2: coming to the conclusion. I came to another reason why this pirate might have sucked. Now, I'm just going back in time and remembering what happened at Royal Rumble 2003, what happened at No Way Out, and what didn't happen at WrestleMania, we didn't have Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. <laughs> we had Scott Steiner for months, month, month after month of Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, and he doesn't make WrestleMania. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Maybe there was a big
3: Scott Steiner fan base that was like, fuck, <laughs> there there
2: and was a, none of us,
3: go ahead. There, there was a drop off of, of WCW and ECW fans. That is true. And that did affect this, whether it affected this many or not, that's That's debatable, but Jim referenced it earlier that perhaps there may have been just a temporary burnout. Because that happens, man. Every single one of us at some point. Yeah, I went through a burnout. That we just burn out. Like, you know, we burn out football, basketball, whatever. There's something you care about that you just go through this phase where you're just kind of over it. And it seems like, unfortunately, 2003 may have been a year where there was just a burnout for not just WWE, but just wrestling in general. Um, and I don't have any proof of that. I can only speculate it because the buy rates definitely support it because you just see a huge drop off for no particular reason. And it seems to all center around this show. Um, why fans burn out? It seems like everybody burn out for their own reason. Some fans may have burned out because they realized the Attitude Era was over. Some fans burn out because they grew out of it. Some fans burn out because they didn't like how WCW, ECW people were treated, um, like I know, Todd, you mentioned the whole Booker T Triple H thing, which wouldn't make sense in the argument because that was after the fact. Like that, that would have had yeah. effect on people that bought the show the day of. You know what I mean? So, but there were some fans that saw the Booker T stuff, and after it was over, they were like, "Fuck this!" and they didn't watch anymore. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but fans really were like, it's different now, man. Like, like social media has kind of killed the business, sort of. Like now, stupid shit will happen. Like, okay. Last week or this week, right? Charlotte beat Oscar, right? So there's some fans that are like, oh man, fuck WWE. This is stupid. You know, hashtag cancel W network. But like nowadays, when fans say stuff like that, they tune in next week. You know, fans say that. Like back then, like for 40, internet was like powerful. Now, it wasn't like that back then. So like back then, like in the 90s, early 2000s, when fans were like, fuck this, they really were like, fuck this. And they stopped watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fans were more truthful. They really did, like, hold over and just, they stopped watching. But now that's not the case. Like, 10% of people may stop watching. But the remaining 90% of fans today, even if they don't watch, they'll still keep up with, like, podcasts or YouTube highlight videos. They'll go, or just, whatever. or just follow it on
0: Twitter. They'll just, they, right. they say they want to quit, but then they're constantly on their social media and they're going to, They see all the wrestling stuff they follow and something catches their eye that makes them want to tune back in. Like you said, like social media, just nobody's actually going to quit watching. Back then, yeah, people were like, fuck it. I don't want to watch. I'm not going to watch.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Let's get one last. Let's get a final thought in from everybody real quick. We'll wrap it on up here. Um, Does anybody want to start again? want to get a final thought in.
2: I got mine, dude. I got mine, and I'm watching it right now. And it is the Miller Light Catfight Girls, bro. <laughs> it is It is Coach. Coach Jonathan Coachman is standing here looking like the biggest creep in the world, surrounded by beautiful women, just staring <laughs> at them. Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler, and whoever these catfight girls are. And they're about to get on this bed, ladies and gentlemen. And this is going to be interesting. But yeah, this is a weird, this whole. WrestleMania 19 event is just strange. As you mentioned, WCW and ECW, if you look at the card and you look at the winners and the losers, all of the relevant WCW or ECW talent lost. Kane and Rob Van Dam lost. The Dudley Boys didn't even wrestle. Rey Mysterio lost. Los Guerreros and Chris Benoit and Rhino all lost in the same fucking match. Chris Jericho lost. Booker T lost. Big Show lost. You know, it's, it's you know, in the other matches, it really doesn't apply. I mean, Hogan Pete McMahon. But, uh, like, you look at that, maybe Toph is on something. Maybe the fans were like, all those WCW, ECW fans just didn't tune into this one because all of their favorite wrestlers and the, the wrestlers that they followed were getting fucking buried. So that might have something to do with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely. Uh, Toph, you got a final thought? Yeah, my final thought is uh, I wish Jay-Z showed up. I would have loved to see Cena like battle Jay Z. I never liked Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Cena God! They just took band. off
2: they just took off Coachman's pants and they're they're pinning Coachman, and he's got his ankles <laughs> <laughs> over his head. What the fuck? I don't remember this. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> I remember it. I, I remember it. They roll. No wonder.
0: <laughs> no wonder five hundred fifty thousand people only bought it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, 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 final thought.
0: Yeah, I thought they should have built the uh, Undertaker handicap match more. That was a highlight match. No well, I'm kidding. Uh, it wasn't that was supposed my least to be a handicap match, on the card, match remember? Yeah, I know. It was. That was like my if I was one match I didn't really care for on that card. It was that one. But that's not enough reason for uh, me to believe that one. If somebody didn't like one match, that's not enough reason for me to believe this many people didn't buy. I kind of mm-hmm. agree. Like with the whole combination of everything, uh, Jay and Toph have said. They, I think there's obviously more than one issue that comes into this. I think it's a, a plethora of, of factors that that just cause this. And I really think the burnout is a big one. I think people might have just been completely just turned off to wrestling after a while. Uh, maybe the internet continuing to grow. People's attention was elsewhere. And, uh, you know, even after maybe uh, everything after 9-11, people kind of started seeing things differently and stuff and i know it's kind of far-fetched but you know people's their the importance of things in their life could have changed after that event and i I don't know i don't know it's a it's a maybe wrestlemania 19 never happened (laughs) maybe it just never happened we don't know but yeah i don't i I don't know i I think J jay made some really good points that that because i i didn't really know much about this and I mean, I pretty much can agree. I agree with everything they're saying. So yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that it's bothering me this much, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, my final thought, I, I definitely agree with what you just said, Jim, and I agree with uh, Toph and Jay. Um, and I remember there was one thing that kind of sticks out in my mind, and I just remember going back, watching The Rock and Austin, that feud. That feud didn't feel like a rock Austin feud to me it felt like it was just kind of thrown together like quickly like after no way out that's what it felt like to me it didn't feel like it had that special rock Austin feel to it as it did previous years to it it was just kind of like oh they're wrestling again so maybe that like some people like you said got burnt out and they're like oh we've seen this like we've seen this match twice already like so maybe that's what it could have been But that's my final thought, and that's about wraps it up here for the WrestleMania 19 talk. Uh, Jay, where can we find you uh, social media-wise?
2: Uh, at Jay Aletto, that's A-L-L-E-T-T-O. On Twitter, Instagram, pretty much fucking everywhere. My name, Jay Aletto, and pwpnation.com for everything that we do on the site. And we got a lot of content up on the site at all times. And also patreon.com slash pwpnation to help support everything that we do including this podcast offended podcast and thanks so much for having me on guys this was awesome well thank you thank you yeah man thanks
1: uh toph, where can we find you social media wise uh you can find me on twitter at uh toph knows best toph knows best perfect perfect <laughs> Love it. thank you guys so much for coming on we really appreciate it stoutsy where can we find you
0: uh, Jimmy James 9417 on uh, the Twitter and Instagram, and uh, James V. Stud on Snapchat. Nice. And uh let yeah, about covers her.
1: Yep, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, check1042. You can follow Offended Podcast at Offended Pod. You can follow PWP Nation at PWP Nation as well on all social media platforms. Make sure to go buy our t shirt at com and search Offended. Make sure to go listen to our podcast which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Tof J, thanks again for coming on. Stoutsy. Yeah, thanks. Stoutsy, thank you, too, I guess. Fuck yourself. Uh, this has been... Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see you guys. But thank you so much for listening. This has been Offended Special WrestleMania 19 episode presented by PWP Nation. See you guys. See you. and i ain't really bad at the hey hey no. round two you're ready for a break you keep on talking i'ma break you off something like this full throttle better be prepared coming with the kick and the snare apocalypse now out. give me the countdown
0: three two one <laughs>